with authority. Emergency, emergency, this is an emergency with authority podcast. Red alert, red alert. If you're listening to this in Europe, you've just been pulled over. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the States. You're okay. That's that's why we went with the European siren so people wouldn't freak out. Because if you're watching the Warriors, you're already freaking out. Yeah, I think that... There are many ways to digest this news that Stephen Curry will be missing at the very least three months. They said he'll be reevaluated in three months, which is usually code for how long he will probably be out. Uh, the one thing that has not been widely reported that I did mention on TV is that I'm told that there are actually two fractures in his hand. Uh, one which was kind of a clean break, and the other which they weren't sure about and that's why they brought in a hand specialist. And there seemed to be a delay. You know, usually, you know, you get your MRI or the CT scan, and then they immediately know. Well, they brought in the hand specialist because they weren't sure. And I guess one of the smaller bones in his left hand also um, had some damage. And I'm also told that there's the possibility that he could need a cleanup procedure. So that would explain three months because the previous doctors that we had talked to said well if it's not bad it could be three to four weeks it could be six weeks or six to ten three months is way out there based on what the normal broken hand is so that's enough of the web md portion of the podcast but so he's going to be out the warriors i mean this is after five years of basketball nirvana this is we're way back to like the mookie blaylock era in terms of what the lineups look like and you know whether they can win 20 games and maybe go 20 and 62. They're they're a lottery team, and it's just such. It, it's a stark reality after everything. Well, going to the finals every year, every year, every, win three out of five MVPs, and now it's just like, oh my, they've turned into the Phoenix Suns. Who beat them <laughs> handily, by the way? Uh so yeah, you look at this right now. There's absolutely no way to sugarcoat what the opening season at Chase Center is going to look like. This is going to be ugly. It's going to be a disaster. It already is a disaster. It's not going to get any better. On the other hand, though, I think you could probably say there are ways to look at this positively. And I'm not saying this year. I'm saying big picture. Now, you look at what's going on right now. Again, this season, disaster. We've it's got over. 70-something Forget games to go. The games as... will be played, but they will not <laughs> be good. The Kai Bowman it's era over. has begun. I don't want to be all super Mr. Positivity. The season's over. However, I think there are many takeaways that are good because of this. You weren't going to be competitive anyways this year. I thought that if they kind of found a way to gel that they could hang around long enough to wait for Clay to get back from his ACL and make a, a, a furious push in the last six weeks and become the most dangerous eight seed in league history. And that is all contingent on Clay actually coming back mm-hmm. from his ACL, which may have never happened. So say you're not going to win a championship this year. We all pretty much knew that. Sure. So now at least you can get something out of this season instead of, going through, trying to be a playoff team, probably not getting very far if you get in at all. Now, you can look at this as an opportunity to be a lottery team. You can look at this as an opportunity to get tons and tons of valuable minutes for the young guys on this team 
that have always been buried and not had a chance to play when you have all these all-stars. You really are going to see what you have now. You're well, going to know exactly what you have. That's not and a lot. it's probably not a lot, but you're going to get more growth than you would have otherwise. And if you look at it like this, and I think this is the biggest factor for me, I used to always make the argument to all the Giants homers that all the extra innings, all the extra games, all the extra work that went into winning those World Series and those long playoff runs, which the Warriors have also had, it taxed them, it overtaxed them, and it fell apart. You look at it right now, you have Clay Thompson, his legs getting a whole season of rest. Stephen Curry, his legs are getting a large chunk of rest. These guys are going to be fresher when they finally come back as opposed to logging more and more and more miles. They played over a whole extra season right. with all the runs they went on. So this could be a positive. Well, here's the fact of the matter with the NBA, is that it's much better to go 20-62 and 62 than it is to go 41-41 and 41 and get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And so I think a lot of us, well, we were at the game on Wednesday night when Steph got we hurt. We were there when it And happened. actually, yeah, I mean, it, it, this is 2020 hindsight, all this stuff. We were there on opening night at Chase Center, and Steph went diving out of bounds in an attempted steal when yeah. they were down 20. And what did I say to you? <laughs> you said, I, you wish he didn't do Don't that. Don't do that! <laughs> and same scenario, they were down 29, and he goes kamikaze into the lane and then gets crushed by 265-pound Aaron Baines. And I'm just like, what are you doing? You don't need to do that. I mean, this is you have to preserve your number one commodity, which is you. But, <laughs> yeah. but that's the way he's programmed. You can't fault him for any of that. No, I mean, he's I, going but, all in. No, all the time. I, I, you know, I'm a guy that that saves myself. I give you, <laughs> I give you 100 percent every week, Casey. 20 percent Monday, 20 percent Tuesday, 20 percent Wednesday, and so on and so forth. And it shows. And it's, it does show. <laughs> and ratings reflect that. Uh, that's why we're still waiting for a sponsor on this podcast. But that's another story for the sales department. We're anyway, oh, wait a second. Oh, yeah, no, I need to get this queued up right here. Wait a second. Sponsor okay. alert. Sponsor alert. Sponsor alert. Sponsor. Sponsor mention goes here. You're right, not getting right. pulled over all if right, you're back, back to, yeah, Yes, if you're in London, you're okay. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. Let's just, uh, before we get into how this could play out in a positive way. Because I, I do agree with you, and I would feel much better about this scenario if we were in game like 72 as opposed to the first couple of weeks of the season. But here's the transition, and this is why it's so hard, to go from a lineup, let's say Hampton's five, Steph, Clay, Draymond, Iguodala, and KD, okay, to all right, what the projected lineup was for this season, which was Steph and D'Angelo Russell, okay, all-stars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Draymond Green, all-star, all-star. Kevon Looney, now injured On with the rise. a neuropathic condition that we don't even understand, and Glenn Robinson the third, who would fill in the most important role, which is the replacement for Durant, but obviously he's no Durant. So, okay, so at least with this second lineup I mentioned, you've got you got some potential there. You're you decent. could win some games with yeah, that. Yeah, you're in a plus-win range. To now, Draymond out with a torn ligament in his finger. He's going to miss a few games. D'Angelo Russell tweaked ankle. Unclear mm-hmm. how long he'll be out. So here's your lineup. We go from Hampton's five to Kai Bowman, Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, 
Glenn Robinson III and Willie Cauley-Stein. This looks like your summer league roster. That's what your summer league lineup would be. And we're tipping it off in Vegas with Chris DeMarco coaching. Oh, man. I mean, you usually get that one game a year where the Santa Cruz Warriors play at Oracle. In this case, it would be Chase Center. We might be getting that game every night for a while. And I think that's the hard part. Now, the upside... Yeah. Now you Okay, there's two upsides, actually. Uh, well, three upsides if you talk about all the reps that the young guys are getting. So here's the dream scenario, and this is what the Spurs went through back in 96-97 exactly. when David Robinson got hurt. He suffered a back injury. They ended up being terrible. They got Tim Duncan in the draft. It was uh, Twin Towers, one big man handing off to the other big man. They passed the torch, and they're good for 20-something years and so on and so forth. Best-case scenario for the Warriors is they bottom out. They finish high in the lottery standings, which means they're low in, in terms of wins, and then they get... What if they end up with the number one pick in the draft? The problem with this draft... The that people be, would riot. The rest of the NBA would just NBA freak out. Riot. You know what they would what? be doing? They, well, I'll tell you exactly what they would be doing. They would be doing this. That's... <laughs> the whole league. The whole league. The frozen envelope. Yeah. No, but that's a real thing. That could absolutely happen. And I'm not saying that next year's a disaster by any means, while I'm saying that this year is definitely one. Right, I but, mean, you get a full year of clay back, you get Curry, you're going to have more flexibility, you possibly have your your lottery pick. So I think this is something that we take our lumps here, we get through the season, and then next year could be just as good as before. The problem with the draft is the Warriors really need a wing play. They need a small forward. This draft is loaded with guards. Yeah. And a few big men, and if you look at projections, these are names that are not going to mean anything to anybody except for one of them. But James Wiseman is protect, uh, projected to go as the number one player. He's a seven-footer out of Memphis. Uh, Anthony Edwards is a, a 6'5 guard from Georgia. Cole Anthony is actually Greg Anthony's son, so he's a point guard, and he's going to be a good player. LaMelo Ball may end up going number one. I don't think anybody... No thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just because of the dad. <laughs> but he doesn't fit the need anyway because no. he's like a 6'7 point yeah, guard. they're looking for. And so they, they need a, a wing player. And I, there's not a ton of guys that fit the mold. But let's say this. You get, let's say, a top four pick. And one of the problems with the whole... Like, everybody's talking about tanking. They don't have to tank. They're just going to be bad. I mean, you don't have to intentionally try to lose. You're trotting out this lineup of Kai Bowman and all these rookies. And anyways, it's not like they have to willfully attempt to lose games. And if you're Draymond, I mean, he does have a real finger injury. But if you're oh. banged up at all, just Yo, sit down. Just you know, rest, rest, rest. That rest. dude busted his butt way too sure. hard for many years. But, he, can, he deserves it now. But the way they changed the rules in the draft, it used to be you had a much higher potential to get the number one pick if you had the worst record. So everybody was trying to be as bad as possible. Uh, now, I think it's it's like 14.7% for each of the worst four teams. So it's it's kind of flattened out a little bit, which maybe the Warriors finish with the fourth worst record. And then, so you, if you get the number one pick, you could take that along with D'Angelo Russell and then package that into something else for the forward that you really need a veteran who could come in and help you so you could and then you'd have the mid-level exception back because you're not hard capped mm -hmm. and suddenly 
Flexibility. And now you have Jordan Poole has a year. And I, I really like Jordan I like Poole. We had him on the podcast a, a few weeks ago. Eric Paschal. He looks good. He's, he's been a, the guy that stands out the most. He's a beast. Yeah. He is a beast. And we haven't even seen Smiley yet. Alan Smilagich, who's been injured. I mean, the, the injuries have just been unbelievable. And it, it's like after five years, all the magic turned into uh, black magic. And now it's everything that negative that could possibly happen to the franchise is happening. But you could see the, a case where you take a high pick package him with Dela, who doesn't really fit with Steph. Maybe they would have figured it out after 20 games or so. But when you got Clay coming back, uh, you want to get rid of some of that salary anyway to, to create more flexibility. You could see, and I, I have not looked at, you never know who's going to become available in the NBA in the right situation. Teams, I mean, guys nowadays with the empowerment movement, any star that gets upset about his situation, I'm out. I want out. And, <laughs> and then what better place to go? Yeah, yeah. I mean, really. there's still the Giannis dream. Yeah, that's um, we're that's too far down the road it? for the emergency pod. Is it? Pod. Is I mean, it? Wait a far. second. It's, it's not too, too far, far down the road. It's not too far down the road. It's not. It's not too far down the road. It's not. It's not. Here comes Giannis. <laughs> well, then again, the league would be freaking out. I could still see that happening. But I want to get back to one point about okay. D'Angelo Russell. If we're trying to find any reason to be optimistic about this current season, I think with Curry being out the amount of time he's going to be out, this gives Russell a good chance to showcase what he can do, put up a bunch of points and a bunch of losing efforts, pad his stats, up his value, and then the Warriors could probably get a little more out of him well, in terms there, of return. There are still these rumors that Minnesota is interested in him and he mm-hmm. might be interested in them. and. I'd have to look at the T-Wolves roster, which I try not to do, Um, but but, uh, to see exactly. And, you know, there's so many possibilities, but he he can't be moved until after, I think it's December the 15th. And you wouldn't move him. I think you'd probably keep him for most of the season and see how you've got a draft pick that you can bundle together. And you you could put together some packages that, that other teams might find more attractive, especially if you have a pick, and let's say somebody falls in love with LaMelo Ball and you have the, the top pick. Trade it. I mean, there you go. Then there you, you go. it's LaMelo, and, and you, there's your backcourt, right? Well, you don't need two point guards. But anyway, just saying, there's limitless possibilities. But the other upside that we have not mentioned is the prices on the wine bunker suites. Hugely optimistic about this aspect. <laughs> 40 50 bucks you can get in the wine bunker suites? So what's happened is when when they opened the building, the season ticket holders plunked down all kinds of cash, like tens of thousands. And I think in, in the, the suite case, it's over $50,000 for those suites per person uh, for, for a suite. And so now these people can't give these tickets away. They don't want to go to the game they don't want Curry there. They don't want to go. That's not the cool thing right now. Right. It's Even though the building's like two weeks old. So pounce on those wine bunker seats. So We've those, been in there. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know what the deal is, whether it's free food and all the alcohol. I don't know what it is. If I really it don't. is, the tickets pay for themselves. Easily. Well, because now they're listed, what, like 50 bucks yeah, 50 on the bucks. resale market yeah. when they would be hun- many hundreds of dollars to go to any game if you had the regular roster. So there's an opportunity to get an inside look at the Chase Center from the premium seats in your own suite. Yes, everybody that was mad about getting priced out is now getting priced right back, <laughs> right back in. in. So another positive in a lost season, so to speak. I think that's a good sign. It's something that you can do to get in there. Man, so I think that if you 
want to say that these are the San Francisco Warriors, San Francisco residents, now's your chance to prove it. Because if you love the Warriors at their five straight NBA Finals trips, all the all-stars, all the success, you have to love them now. Because this is what Oakland went through. Oakland had For to about earn, two decades. And Oakland had to earn these Warriors. Now it's your turn to earn the Warriors, San Francisco. you got to support them at this state before you get them back at the championship level. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Based on <laughs> the number of empty seats we saw the other night, and yeah. it's only going to get worse in terms of attendance. Although we ran into some fans. A couple guys, they paid 160 bucks per seat to watch a depleted team, and I don't know whether how much they had to drink, but they were really happy. <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they probably had a lot. They seemed really... <laughs> Like fun. Oh man! Anyway, all right, all right. Well, that's it for the lot, emergency pod. A season pod. that's going to be bad, but an outlook that could be good. It could. This, cur- this that. could yeah. turn out to be great in the long run. And imagine if the Warriors get that high pick and turn it into something else, and then suddenly reload for next season. And here and comes right the Greek back. freak. Here comes Giannis. You know what people are going to be doing? Look out! It's an emergency NBA. I think we're done. Aloha! With authority!